0: Hi, I'm Lauren Burdett, and you're listening to Life as Spiritual Practice, a podcast where we explore what it's like to experience ordinary aspects of life as ways to connect with the divine. If you are feeling stuck in your spiritual journey and looking for new ways to deepen your relationship with the holy, this might be the inspiration you've been looking for. Before we get started today, a disclaimer. I am a spiritual director by practice, and one of the ways I listen is through silence. I will use silence or contemplative pauses in our conversation today to savor what my guest is sharing and to listen for where the conversation should flow next. The silences might feel awkward, but I invite you to enter them with me. When there is a pause, take it as an invitation to notice what is happening within your own soul. Today, we will explore dreaming as a spiritual practice with Dr. Kristen Hobby. Dr. Hobby is a spiritual director, retreat leader, and meditation teacher based in Singapore. Kristen is Australian, and in 2009, she published her book, Nurturing a Gentle Heart Exploring Spirituality for Preschoolers. Kristen has been fascinated with the dream life for many years and has worked with people one on one, as well as leading workshops and speaking at conferences on the topic. Kristen, welcome.
1: Thank you, Lauren. It's lovely to be here.
0: Thanks. I've been really looking forward to this. So, I am curious, when did dreaming become a significant practice for you? Were you always a dreamer?
1: Yeah, I think I always have been a dreamer. I've been um, a little bit inconsistent over the years about recording them, Um, but probably the last four or five years, I've been much more consistent about actually recording them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always remember, I've always remembered my dreams um I've always paid attention to them and I was just thinking actually as you asked that question there's a there's a moment that came to me um, I was in a really kind of difficult work situation it was my first Mm -hmm. full-time job and um I was being kind of bullied by my boss Mm -hmm. and it was just really really awful and I, I took some time off I took a few days off and um just went camping and I remember just part sometime in that in that few days sitting outside and I just had had a dream the night before and it was one of those what I call big dreams you know the mm-hmm. dreams that kind of come and announce themselves and pay attention to me kind of dreams yeah. and what it was was a dream in which one of the people in my dream um, who'd been in the office situation who I thought I could trust the dream showed me that they were actually on the same side as my boss And um, it was just this moment of, oh, I'm actually not sure who I can trust in this situation and the people that I thought I could trust, Mm -hmm. maybe I can't. And it was such a kind of, I don't know whether you would call it prophetic or just a really insightful Mm -hmm. dream, Um, but I remember it kind of shaking me, like not in a bad way, but really kind of waking me up and, and really getting me to pay attention to who am I? who can I trust and how do I trust myself in this situation where there are shifting sands and I'm not exactly sure who I am and who everyone else is. So that was kind of one of the bigger dreams that I remember. Um, Yeah, and that was probably 25 years ago. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of but it's, it's just always been there. It's always been something that I have paid attention to and have really been intentional about intentional about remembering and intentional about recording Mm. and then really kind of looking at them for meaning kind of for my life. So uh, paying Mm. attention.
0: Mm. I love that distinction between kind of those regular dreams that pop up and not that they don't have meaning, but there are Mm. those big dreams, those big dreams whose meaning they're not subtle.
1: No, and they tend to, they tend to stay,
0: you know, mm-hmm. a lot of dreams
1: come and as you said, they've all got meaning and, um, yeah. and significance, but these big ones, in fact, it was funny. I was going through my files, um, just to look and, and just to brush up on some of the notes. I've, I've got notes on things that I've presented at workshops and there was another big dream that I had that I had recorded and then I had gone to work with a Jungian dream analyst just as a one-off and I'd got her notes as well and it was it was so interesting going back to this dream that was probably 20 years ago as well um and yeah just just you know and and she was amazing so she was from a Jungian perspective so Jung had a lot to say about dreams and And to interpret it and it was so lovely picking this dream up again and it was one Mm -hmm. of those big dreams you know that um yeah that just and and now even going back because you kind of think that dreams are are, are timely they're telling you about what's happening in your life now um and for the period in your life but I think there's also a timeliness you know um Mm. about them as well but dreams that are really you know, that you've had a long time ago, those big dreams, significant dreams, they still have meaning today, you know. Um, They all have lots of different ways of looking at them. You can, a dream is never finished. You can always go back into a dream and think about a particular symbol or a particular word or image that comes to you and it can resonate now, you know, Mm. with your life now. Mm. So it's, it's lovely to record them if you can because you get to go back and dive back into them. You know, yeah. Um, whenever you want to,
0: yeah. Tell me, tell me about your practice of recording and how you do that.
1: Yeah, so I actually um, just use a little app called Dream, a little free mm-hmm. app, and I just in the morning. Um, I so what I what I do is, um, and, and this is what anyone can do. And people often say things like, "Oh, I don't dream," and everybody mm-hmm. dreams. It's just that they don't always remember their dreams. Yeah. So we dream. During REM, uh, rapid eye movement, those periods of sleep, and we probably have three to four of those Mm. every night. So we've got three to four periods of dreaming. And within each of those periods, we might dream three, four, five dreams. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of dream happening and we might not always catch them. But what I find really important is to set the intention. Mm -hmm. So as I go to bed, like last night, I've got a question on my mind about maybe some direction. So I was really intentional as I went to sleep last night, you know, like dream, like please, you know, let me know if you've got any insights for me. I'd like to remember my dream. Mm. So I always set the intention before I go to sleep um, because I value it. So I, you know, I want to make sure that my dreams know that I value them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then what I do is as I'm waking up in the morning and if you can, I mean, I know it's hard, but I try not to wake up to an alarm clock. I sort of try mm. and trust my own body clock and that's not always possible but certainly it is sort of on the weekends or where you don't have other obligations so I like to wake up naturally and then as I'm waking up I bring my attention back to those to my dreaming life Mm. so I try as I'm kind of even before I've opened my eyes you know just to think okay are there dreams that I remember and sometimes they're not there straight away so um, what I tend to like to do is Mm not move my body position Mm. so if I've woken up kind of on my back I try and stay in that position until you know the dreams come and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and I don't beat myself Mm. up if I haven't remembered a dream if I do remember a dream um, or even two or three some nights I have a couple of dreams that I've remembered I grab my um my phone and this app called dream and we can pop a link or something in the show notes and um and it just has a dream journal and I just it gives you a. It lets you put a title in, um, which is really important. It's good for searching, but it's also good for you to kind of crystallize or clarify maybe what was important for you. And then I just record the dream, just in like kind of the present tense. I am walking, mm. you know, down the street. I see da 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 da, and um and then it's there. Um and it's as simple as yeah. that. But you know, if you don't, if you just want to use pen and paper, that's that's equally as good. And the other interesting thing in this dream app I'll mention is that you can also go and you can put your dream onto like a shared dream wall so you can actually go and see and people are brave enough, Mm -hmm. I don't always do it, people are brave enough to actually post their dreams and it's completely fascinating (laughs) just going and and, and just reading what other people dream about Um, because there's another theory um, probably Jungian in that we connect at that deeper level in that dream world. So often, you know, you hear about dream groups or, you know, people that are intentional about dreaming together mm. and it's amazing that the dreams are often connected in some way. So um it's really interesting to see what other people are dreaming yeah. about. So Yeah. So just as simple as that, just writing them down. And then, um, there's a few different ways that I work Mm. with my dreams. So the title, as I said, is really important. The other thing that I go back and if I've got some time during the day, I pull out my dream and then I just, I just play. And I think the really important thing is to not to take this too Mm. seriously, but just to play with your dreams. So, you know, I might just have a look at a dream and I might pick out like a symbol. So maybe I've dreamt about a car, for example. I had a really interesting dream a couple of weeks ago where I was driving in a car with mm. my spiritual director. And um, and so I look at car and car is often for me, and I don't want to impose any particular meaning on everybody else, but for me, car dreams Often signify journey Mm. or traveling. So it kind of has a bit of a bigger meaning in my life about um, where, how am I traveling? Where, how, where's my journey? Where am I headed? Who am I with? Am am I driving or is someone else driving? You know, so I just took this dream and I just started playing with it. And then I thought, okay, so I'm in the car with my spiritual director. Um, What are some of the words around how do I identify? with my spiritual director so it's not necessarily you know when we dream of other people we're dreaming of them Um, it's usually what are the aspects of them that are resonating with us so for example my spiritual director I find her very wise and I find her incredibly courageous and I find her really compassionate so okay so now we've got Mm. some elements that we can start to play with so where on my journey am I being called to perhaps be wise or compassionate or um where am I currently being wise and compassionate and and to celebrate you know those aspects um this particular dream her husband was driving us so what is it like to play with the idea of someone else being in control of my journey um you know, I don't know him. I've never met him. Um, You know, what might he signify? He was a male. So is there some male energy? Um, Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just really playful with my dreams. You know, Mm. I just, you know, pick up aspects and I put them down and I see what resonates. And the really important thing for me is that no one else can interpret Mm. my dream. Um, and really no one else can do it for you. They can help you. They can ask you questions. They can, you know, what about this particular symbol or what about this particular person? But really when it comes down to it, it's it's our dream life. It's, it's our deeper unconscious um, awareness mm. speaking to us, and it will use things that are meaningful mm. for us. Um, and, you know, and often you know, Um, it will be aspects of our day so you know we'll go to bed and we'll dream about a show we watched before we went to sleep or a you know a meal we ate or you know so it's it's like the unconscious is is taking aspects of your life and you know people in your life and things that resonate and it will use it in your own dream life so um, yeah I just kind of wanted to make that it's really Mm -hmm. important so you know, I've, I've seen incidents where people have kind of maybe posted a dream on Facebook, what does this mean? And people will kind of, oh, it means you've got an issue yeah. with your mother or, you know, and I get really upset because I think, no, 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 this, this, all we can do is ask some questions and some promptings and just encourage people to, to play with yeah. their own dreams. So one of the things that I use as sort of like a, a prompt um, when I'm working with people with their dreams is a little line I got out of a book by Jeremy Taylor and he uses the line, if it were my dream, I would be wondering. Mm -hmm. And I just love that as an opening. So someone will be talking about the dream and I will say, if it were my dream, I'd be wondering about who was driving or what, you know, your spiritual director, you know, what are some of the aspects that you associate with your spiritual director. Or I'd be wondering about how you felt you know, in the car, or you know, so it, it 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 is incredibly inviting and opening, and it doesn't impose our our agenda in any way mm-hmm. because we can't have an agenda on anyone else's dream. So I really I love that, and I use it um, a lot, and I think it's a really it's a really powerful question actually.
0: That is a really yeah. powerful question. I love that. If it were my dream, I'd be wondering. Mm. But it's not my dream. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm honoring that because I think often either you, you mentioned you know, often people will say, oh, I don't dream. But then if we do dream, mm. there's this sense of, um, I don't know, like there is this sense that someone else has the answers, right? Like if, mm. if I just know the rights, mm. if I just understood symbolism better, if I just understood young better, yeah. if I just, if I was this or if I was that, I would mm-hmm. know what my dream means and yeah yeah
1: but it's 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 your dream yeah yeah it's your dream yeah and I've seen things like oh you should take it to your minister or your priest and you know and I I I I find that difficult to hear because um well they might have some insights you Mm -hmm. know um they might be very well in in dreams but you know to me it's your kind of soul talking to you it's that deeper part of you talking to you and wanting to help. And that's the other thing that I really got from Jeremy Taylor. I did a workshop with him in Melbourne a few Mm. years ago, um, is that every dream comes in the service of health and wholeness. Every Mm. dream is there to help you. Even nightmares, which you often run from because they're scary and, you know, and being chased or, you know, whatever it might be, they're, they're there to help as well. And so I think if you can just be, hold it really lightly, you know, hold the dreams lightly, set an intention, but then know that it is that deeper part of you talking to you and it wants to help. Like if you, you know, if as an intention, as you go to sleep, you ask for guidance or you hold an issue that you're holding or a problem or something that you just are feeling a little bit stuck about your dreams will help you. <laughs> you know, they want to help you. They want to give you guidance. Now, sometimes they don't come straight away. Sometimes it might take a while. Sometimes they might come in a, in a way that's easy to interpret. And sometimes they can come with an answer you don't particularly want, but mm. they want to help. Um, and so I think having that mindset of being open and playful and curious, you know, just having that curiosity about, well, what might, you know, what might my dream be saying about this particular aspect? Yeah,
0: I hear that. I hear both the the honoring of the dreams. You know, you said, I value my dreams. And so I send attention mm-hmm. want my dreams to know they're valued, the valuing and the honoring, but then not taking it too seriously either. You know, valuing and honoring mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being playful and being curious and holding lightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Have there, Kristen, have there been times that, uh, that you've had a particular issue that you've brought into your dreams, that your dreams have spoken into or have shifted or moved in some way? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Yeah, definitely different kind of periods of your life that are, you know, you have those kind of quite intense periods where, um, you know, you might be finishing a big Mm -hmm. project or, you know, for example, when. We made the decision to move from Australia to Singapore. Mm. You know, it's, it's a big yeah. thing, <laughs> um, and so they are the times when I find it really helpful to um, ask about my dreams and pay attention to them. It's almost like it's almost like a kind of a checking in, yeah. you know. Um, you know, sometimes you can be kind of going through life and you think you're okay. You know, um, you think things are under control. You think you've got all of the balls in the air and all the ducks in a row and, yep, I'm okay. And it's it's in the dream life that it will kind of actually, you know, there are some things you might be yes. missing. <laughs> um, so there's definitely been times where I've thought I'm fine um, and I'll have a dream that will, um, what's the word, it'll kind of disrupt mm-hmm. Um, I had this really interesting dream where um, the message of the dream was knit the pearl rose. And if you're a knitter, you know that there are basically two stitches. There's the knit stitch and the pearl mm. stitch. So one you knit into the front of the stitch and one you knit into the back. And this message about knit the, pearls, the pearl rose, it, it was such a kind of sort of like a wake-up mm. call Um what needs to be disrupted? What needs to perhaps, you know, is there a place where I need to break the rules or mm-hmm. do something differently that I'm doing? Am I going down a path that feels good but maybe I need to shake up a little bit? Mm-hmm. And if that's really stayed with me, that kind of image. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't, yeah, just that's kind of a specific. But there's lots of kind of times in my life where um. You know, I will ask for guidance, and I will I will get something yeah. back. You know, it's uh, as I said, not always what you want, <laughs> um, but definitely um, what mm. you need, I guess. <laughs> what perhaps you need to pay attention to, and what's important for you right now. Yeah, um, I think that's probably as I'm working with people in their dreams one on one. It's what's this dream saying to you about your life now now I know I mentioned before about this timelessness mm-hmm. and and that will be there as well but there's a reason you're dreaming this yeah. dream now um so you know what's important for you now and how is this dream speaking into that
0: particular situation mm-hmm. so, yeah mm. thinking about our dreams as taking us you know below the surface And like you said, there will be times we we think we've got it all together. We think we've got it all figured out up here. But actually, you know, there's there's things in the depths that need attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the
1: things that paying attention to my dreams is showing me there's always (laughs) stuff in the depths. (laughs) There is always, always an invitation to see things At a deeper level, to see things differently, to take away um, Mm -hmm. our assumptions, um, take away what we think we know about life and the inner life and our faith journey and the divine and see it anew. Um, And, you know, there's something a little scary about that because it feels like you're never done (laughs) and it can feel a little overwhelming like there's always work to do Um, but at the same time for me there's this um, feeling of being cared for I think that there is you know your soul cares so deeply for you and your growth and who you are as a person that it's never going to stop kind of showing you and teaching you and guiding you um and so if you can kind of let go of some of that oh my gosh it's never going to be finished I'm going to be forever you know um work I'm a work in progress Um, but to embrace that as this adventure I guess this idea that yeah there's always more to do there's always more insights there's always um there's always more ways to see Mm -hmm. ourselves I think
0: um yeah 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 I personally feel a sense of great delight about that I love that I love that we get to keep going and I love that there's I don't know because that also means it's never going to get old right it's never going to get stale or boring there will always be Mm -hmm. I don't know New surprises, new insights.
1: Yeah, and we never get there. Right, right. <laughs> you know? um, we just never get there. I have a really good friend of mine. Um, she's 75 and she's, you know, incredibly committed to her inner work. Mm. Um, and she's a, she, I've learned more about dreams from her than anyone else. And, I, you know, we've been sharing a lot mm. over the last couple of months And the joy I see in a 75-year-old still dealing with stuff, you know, still Mm -hmm. plumbing the depths of her being and still paying attention to her dreams and still learning and growing, you know, Um, and so committed to that learning and growing. Mm -hmm. And I find that I'm really quite inspired and, and, and you could see it either way. You could go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be 75 and still dealing with my mother or, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. Or you can see it as, wow, this journey is never done. There is always more to learn. And I think maybe because at our heart we're spiritual beings. So we keep trying to see the world through our human um, kind of eyes that need to see and touch and feel. And if it's not in front of us, you know, how can it be true? And I think the dream life invites us always into that deeper spiritual part of ourselves. That deeper part that connects, you know, as Jung says, connects with the collective unconscious, connects with others, connects with the divine, you know, with nature. And um, yeah, so I I, I, look, I personally find it quite inspiring, um, and and. yeah, just really interesting, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting aspect that, you know, we get to, we get to play in this way.
0: And Kristen, what have you learned about the divine through working with your dreams? Like, how has that shaped your sense of God?
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, that if you can, be in a space, how would I describe this? Sometimes we don't have language to describe mm-hmm. some of these deeper things. Mm-hmm. Um, when we can be open to not just our own inner life but the bigger sense of kind of God, yeah. that God is wanting the best for you. So, you know, when I say it's your soul talking, I for me, the soul is also God. The soul is also that that larger aspect of ourselves that connects us to to God. So, and just in working with my dreams, I see that God is is so present mm. to me. Um, not just during the day when I stop and pray, or mm. you know when I go into meditation or prayer, but in the dream life um, and wanting wanting the best for me, wanting, but not just the best in a a kind of everything will be okay way, but in a way that says there's so much more to you, Kristen. There's so much more and showing the way and giving little guideposts along the way. And so for me, um, you know, my relationship with God, I think has deepened over the years and I see God at work in my dreams. I see God using my life, using elements of my life, people in my life, um, experiences in my life to show me more, show me Mm. more about who I am Mm. and what I am kind of not capable of, maybe capable, it's kind of more of a clinical word or, and even potential has kind of, Mm. you know, kind of clinical connotations, but, but that I am I am so much more than my human self mm. and that I am precious and important and worth sending dreams to, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. that I'm worthy. I'm worthy of these messages. Um, I'm worthy of um, of, of, of that care. Does that make sense? I'm kind of, you it know, does. words are a little clumsy and awkward, but this sense that, God is sending me dreams to help me, yeah. um, even at its kind of simplest
0: level. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I hear in that a God who is, who is just so so loving, and so vast, mm. Mm. and it makes me wonder: it have you always known that? Is that always who God has been for you? Yeah, I
1: think so. Um, It's it's funny. I I know that people have these dark night of the souls where they don't feel God's presence. I know that at a head level and I've read people's accounts of it. It's just never been my experience. I've just always felt God incredibly present. Um, I was at a church um, for about 14 years, about 10 years ago, um, and that was that was meaningful at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure it necessarily changed my relationship with God or, um, but I've just, I I think the word that best kind of describes my relationship with God is Mm co-creator. So when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, she's now 14. So this is a few years ago. She was born in, in the mid January. So coming into the Christmas period, Advent period, I was heavily, heavily <laughs> pregnant. And, um, you know, she was born mid-January, so I was, you know, nine and a half months pregnant. And one of the things that came to me, I was at an Advent service, I um, was at church at the time, and it was a, um, might have been a Christmas Eve service. And it was one of those midnight services that ends at midnight. And, you know, the church is mainly in darkness with a few yeah. candles. And I had this just this most overwhelming sense of co-creating with God, you know, not just being pregnant and co-creating this human mm-hmm. life, but that image um, has stayed with me. Now the Catholics will probably, I'm Protestant, but the Catholics will probably say, you know, the Mary image. For Protestants, we don't want really to talk about <laughs> Mary. Um, but um, But for me, that image was really powerful, really powerful, and has stayed with me, not just, you know, with my daughter, but, in all aspects of my life. So, this idea that God and I get to create my life um, and that I can kind of draw on God for guidance or wisdom, you know, um, solace, whatever I need, but that we get to co create. So, the dreams for me kind of speak into that mm. because here's another way, not just through prayer or meditation or whatever, here's another way that God gets to be there for okay. me and to guide me and to you know offer other ways. So yeah, I think I've always kind of had that companion kind of image, kind of God yes, and I along the yeah, journey yeah. together. Um yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love the term co-creator. As well. And it's been really meaningful for me as well. Mm. And it's been very, it's empowering. Um, yeah, it reminds yeah. me that I get a seat at the table, you yeah, know, that I, more than a seat, that I am, that all different. of who I am matters and that what I do matters and that I'm invited, I'm invited into it with God. And yeah.
1: Yeah, Do you know, and the other thing I was thinking about recently was about for some Christians, and I, I don't want to judge, but I'm just making an observation, that for some Christians, they feel like there's this path, that God has this kind of path for your life and that you just need to find that path and everything will be okay. And I've never that's never really been something that's resonated with me because for me, whatever path I take, yes. God is there. I can't God can't not be on the path you know and I don't really think you know in my experience I really don't think God minds what we do you know I don't think God minds if you know we work in a particular place or if we live in a particular place or if we have something particular for dinner I I think God is um he's there wherever we work and whatever you know wherever we live um so I, I guess for some people they find that kind of assuring that they mm. just need to find God's path. But for me that co-creation says that yeah. we get to do this together and God will be there wherever, you know, at that table and it doesn't matter where that table is, This does it really? It doesn't matter whether you learn to a podcast or you write a book or you are home with your kids. Like yeah. God's there in all of those places with you co-creating wanting loving you into life you know wanting the best for you wanting you to grow and learn and yeah. be the best lauren you can be
0: and so then what would you say mm. the to me the question that then arises is if it doesn't matter what i do then what does matter
1: well i for me i mean the way that i I see that question is um, me trying mm-hmm. to be the best Christian I can be, and it doesn't kind of the how doesn't matter so much as the intention to who I am, how I live my life. Am I kind? Am I compassionate? What are the things that I hold dear? Uh, what are, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to be? Can I be the best mm-hmm. wife I can be and the best mother and the best daughter and friend? And so for me, it's not about how, how I do that, but it's more about the intention that I want to be the best Christian I can be and yeah. I'm not going to get it right. There are so many examples every day where I, you know, I completely mess up and I, you know, and, and so I go to reflection <laughs> time before I go to sleep and go, Oh gosh, why did I say that? And that was an, Oh, that was awkward. And gee, I don't think I listened very well. And so I'm not saying by any stretch that I've got any answers or that I've actually achieved this, but I think what matters for me, what's important for me is how I, how I am in the world and how I am with other people. And can I be my most mm. compassionate, most loving self, and I try I don't get it right all the time um yeah oh there's a lecturer that um I was doing my theology studies Mm -hmm. who said God is in the decisions and I loved that because at any moment in life you get to choose how you respond and you know you can respond out of love or you can respond out of fear and I think I often talk about with my directees and my counseling clients is that at any moment something happens it's like a, an action and then you get to react um, so action reaction something happens how do I react and for me when that lecturer said that the practice for me became when something happens I pause and even if it's just for a millisecond mm. and if I can I take a breath and then I get to choose. And that's where I invite God in to co-create with me. Okay, something's happened. Someone's just said something that I don't agree with or whatever it might be. I just get to pause. I get to breathe and go, okay, what is the most loving response? Yeah. Here? Who do I want to be in this moment? Um, and, you know, and again, we forget and we don't do it all the time. <laughs> and sometimes we wish we had of because had we just taken a breath, we might not have said something silly um, or unhelpful. But. That was really, for me, that was a really, um, really important teaching for
0: me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That resonates deeply with me. I, I tend to use the language of Mm -hmm. uh, like of posture, you know, that what matters is my posture in this moment. Am I, am I open Mm -hmm. or am I closed? Mm Am I, am I in this in a way that is, Mm -hmm. that is loving or am I not? And so it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Am I necessarily, am I parenting in this moment? Am I writing? Am I this? Am I that? How, how am I within that? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hearing that engaging your dreams opens you up to, to curiosity and opens you up to trust. And I would imagine that it helps. Mm-hmm. It, it helps to nurture that, mm-hmm. that open posture yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, because I, I think the other question, and, and I, I like your idea of posture, the other question that comes mm. to me is what what's required of me right now? And I think there are moments like that can just be a split second. You can be in a conversation with someone. What, am, what you know, someone will, you know, as you know, being a spiritual director, sometimes you'll just be having a kind of everyday conversation. Yeah. And then the other person will drop yeah. into something much deeper. They'll share something, they'll open something up. And, you know, you get to make that choice. You know, you get those moments. And I'm sure anyone that's in a sort of a listening um, practice knows those moments where yeah. you take a breath and you go, there's something required deeper <sighs> of me. I, I need to listen deeper. How about I shut up for a moment? There's something other person wants to say to me. And I think So it's that question about what am I required in this moment? Who am I required to be in this moment? And that moment can be a short moment or it can be a bigger moment of life. So the dream can speak into those moments. So for example, just at the moment in my life, I've just finished finished my PhD thesis. It's all gone off, submitted. And I've also just finished a six-year stint on the Spiritual Directors International Board Coordinating Council. And so I have this emptiness. I am in this liminal space of not having um, a lot in my diary at the moment. And so for me, the question is, what's required of me now? You know, who am I now in this liminal space? And for me, my dreams and my prayer life have both been incredibly strong mm. of, and the message is just rest, just just be just don't try because my 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 usual thing is I've got an empty diary yeah. who can I go and see what can I do what project can I fill it with and for me it's almost like it's such a strong image for me or message for me right now just be stop the doing stop the to-do list and the organizing and the projects and just be and so Every part of me, well, not every part, there's a big part of me that doesn't, that feels really uncomfortable. I want to be doing something, you know, because our society says we're measured by our productivity and what we output and all of that stuff. And yet for me right now, the best thing I can do for my soul, for my own sense of who I am, my own relationship with God, is just to be. Just pause. Just take a moment and to... To actually mm. feel into that because it's a little scary,
0: right?
1: Um, because I have no idea how long it will last. And so, what happens is, you know, the ego comes in mm. and says, Well, you can't be stuck here forever. What if you <laughs> don't <done> ever <laughs> do anything? You know, what if this is it? What if, you know, your whole life productivity is, you know, I'm done, tick, you know, the rest of your life, you can just sit on the porch in a rocking chair. Um, you know, so there is, there's, there's a scary part to that. And at the same time, there's an incredible liberation that for this period in my life, I just get to be and yeah, just kind of see what happens, you know, and I, I guess bringing that curiosity back in, bringing that playfulness, bringing that holding things lightly, um, I, I can't hold anything tightly right now. The only thing I can do is to mm-hmm. just be and hold things lightly, and just be curious. And you know, so mm-hmm. that's that's my period now. And my dreams are speaking into that, right? Um, yeah. You know, just trust the journey. That dream with my spiritual director. Just trust the journey. You're you're, you're there. You're you're right, completely yeah, you're supported. Yeah. You know, you have got people in your car. You know, mm-hmm. you. you, you yeah you're not you're um someone else is driving how about you don't have to worry about the driving part right now so how about just for the moment be in the car trust the journey you've got people with you you know like it it just all keeps it it keeps coming back and folding back on itself and affirming and that in you know in what I'm doing
0: It keeps affirming you. It's supporting you. It's drawing you back. And you need that. You need that right now. It's so challenging. It's so challenging to rest when you've been working as hard as you have Mm -hmm. for the last eight years on your doctorate and six years with SDI and to have both of those Mm -hmm. end at the same time. And, Mm -hmm. and like you said, before we started recording, you said, it's hard to rest when you don't know what you're resting for. And yeah, so you need those dreams to, to pull you back yeah. into that resting yeah. place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah I, I do. Yeah. Um, they certainly help. <laughs> certainly mm. help.
0: Yeah. I had it. You asked me if I would bring a dream, and I, I do have a dream from last week that I thought maybe maybe we could close yes. i could share it with you and we could you could help me play a little because i will say i was i was nervous about bringing it i thought oh and kristen you know what's she going to say that you. it means
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to tell you anything
0: <laughs> i know now i know she's I going to ask me if it were my dream i'd be wondering
1: yeah, let's play, um, let's let's come to your dream with a stance of openness and curiosity and playfulness and see whether there might be something mm-hmm. um, in it that might be speaking to you right now yeah. in your life.
0: I dreamt, last week we had the open house for my daughter for preschool and she she started preschool today and she is our youngest, so this was, it was really significant. The night of the open house, mm-hmm. I dreamt that she and I were getting ready to get onto a train. It was an underground train, um, but the station was a close was like a clothing store, and I was trying to pick out outfits for her and couldn't couldn't decide. You know what should I get her? And I turn around and she has stepped onto the train and the doors are closing. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't make it in time. So the train pulls off and I, I'm panicking. I'm really, I'm really scared, really worried about her. The next train pulls up and I get on and the train takes off and I'm not really sure what to do. Um, And I'm looking for, I've got my bags of clothes and I'm looking for a seat and there's no seats because it's a train full of people going to Disney world and all the seats are filled with people wearing Mickey mouse ears. (laughs) Of standing there with my bags and the train goes and it goes to the next station and it keeps going. And then I think, oh my gosh, should I have gotten off at that station? What if she got off her train and was waiting there for me and I didn't? And mm-hmm. now what do I do? So I, I work my way past all the people going to Disney World and I make it to the front to the conductor and I tell him my problem and he knows and the conductors have been talking to each other and they know about my daughter and he says just ride the train to the end of the line and she'll be there waiting for you so I ride the train to the end of the line and I get off and she's standing there with her trying to be brave face Mm -hmm. you know with her holding back tears face and she has she's kind of dirty and she has she has a really full diaper. I mean my daughter doesn't wear diapers <laughs> but in my dream she, she did. And um yeah, but I got off and I held her and I just kept saying I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um yeah, and that's the extent of what I remembered.
1: Mm. Wow. That's a really powerful dream.
0: It was. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, so if it were my dream Mm. I'd be wondering about and there's um, there's numerous things we could pick out but let's just pick out a couple Mm. of things that kind of resonate so if it were my dream I'd be wondering about this underground train Um, Mm. so as I mentioned before uh, trains and cars for me, kind of often represent a journey, but I don't want to impose that on you. Um, But this interesting idea of being at a station and this underground station with underground trains, and I'm just wondering whether um, for you that image is kind of bringing up any words or um, feelings or meaning for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, as you pointed that out, I I could then see an above ground train. I thought, oh yes, you know, I associate a train above ground with so with journey, with joy, with adventure, um, with new scenery, new horizons, and an underground train. Well, it's dark. You know, it's it's not particularly pleasant. It's it's unknown in a different kind of way. But I definitely feel a sense as you ask that question of. Oh, it's the interior journey.
1: Hmm.
0: It's, it's something within. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And if it were my dream, I'm wondering about the clothing. Mm. So, what do you think the clothing store? You're at the station, it's a clothes shop, you're choosing clothes. Just wondering maybe if you take a moment to think about um, that image for you what that might mean in your life today or just generally what clothes might mean. That's
0: interesting. You know, when I think about clothes for my daughter, it's tied to her, her being a girl, her enjoyment of the color pink, my wish (laughs) that maybe she didn't feel quite so strongly about being girly as as she does. Um, mm-hmm. but clothing in general it, there's the contrast right like the, the trains the interior journey clothing is clothing is the external clothing is what I present to the world clothing is um, ego comes to mind I'm not sure if that's completely right but that definitely comes to mind
1: mm-hmm. huh mm-hmm. hmm so Uh, If it were my dream, I'd be wondering about the contrast between the inner journey and the outer journey. So what's going on for you at that deeper level, um, perhaps represented for you as that underground train, that darker, um, more unknown part compared compared to that more external, what I'm wearing, what I'm showing the world, what my daughter's showing the world as well.
0: Hmm. Hmm. What I am strongly receiving is that in this busy season of preparing for school and preparing, I'm homeschooling my two older boys, so preparing the curriculum and preparing for this podcast. And there's just been a lot of work. There's been a lot of external work. And I wonder mm. if a part of me is afraid of missing out on that interior journey, is afraid of getting wrapped mm-hmm. up in the externals and, yeah, and, and not making it on the train, um, which then took me, as that mm. hit me, it took me mm. to the conductor saying, it's okay, mm. we mm. know it's okay. Um,
1: yeah yeah so a conductor um maybe just put a few words around how you might describe a conductor or the conductor that you Mm -hmm. saw in the train what are just some words that you might associate with him I I think it was a him
0: I'd like to say it was a woman but I think it was a (laughs) him
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so there's a male energy there
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and it's been um so kind um he was busy he was a bit distracted mm -hmm. but he was kind and he was knowledgeable mm -hmm. like he was he was knowing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah okay so you have this kind busy Mm -hmm. knowledgeable guide Mm -hmm. for the journey Mm -hmm. who also um helped you um was there when you were panicking um, and you didn't know what to do, That there was someone who was kind and knowledgeable. Hmm. Hmm.
0: It's interesting. It feels really, it feels very reassuring. And this dream, hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more. I'm looking forward to playing with it more. I'm seeing yeah. how much more is here for me than I'm just think my temptation would have been if I had just described this dream to someone, I probably would have said, well, I dreamt about sending Healy to school last night and put that interpretation mm-hmm. on it. And it's not that that's not there. You know, clearly that's there. But hmm. and there's more. Sure. And there's there's always more,
1: there's always more. And the other one I'll leave, and the other thing I'll leave you with, Mm -hmm. um, a question I'll leave you to go and play, is um, how, what if it wasn't, if it were my dream, I'd be wondering, not necessarily my daughter, but my inner child. So what are the aspects of this little girl um, that has shown up in my dream and she and there's these contrasts as well isn't there that you know she's yeah. she's bravely stepping yeah. onto the train without you um you know off she goes and yet um there's this real contrast at the end where she, she's
0: yeah. scared
1: and a little bit dirty and trying to be brave but you know and so I would really um and you're apologizing mm. so that's the other thing that i I'd be curious about as well so when so I'd really encourage you if you've got kind of 20 minutes half an hour during um over the next couple of days is just to to sit with um the the inner child Mm. the the little girl who is bravely wants to step off go to that train the underground train do that journey and she knows that there are guides along the way you know there's a conductor there's someone who can help But it's scary, and you know, and it's a little bit, um, kind of down and dirty. You know, it's it's not going to be kind of easy. So I would just, um, Mm. I would. The other thing I would play with as well, I'd be curious about the end of the line. Mm. You know, you said that the conductor said, "Go to the end of the line, and she'll be there." And also that. Sorry, I could go on for hours. Um, So you know, just. (laughs) <laughs> so the thing—it's a fantastic dream. Thank you. It's just beautiful. Um, so for you, what might that end of the line be saying to you in your life now? Yeah. Are there things that feel like they're coming to an end, or are there things that you feel like you might need to keep going until they come to a natural end? Mm. Um, and yeah. yeah, And then I would also then also just jot down that sorry so feeling um because in some ways when you look at the dream she jumped on the train it wasn't you and yet you're the one apologizing Mm. um so I'd just be curious if it were my dream about is there something for which you're apologizing that maybe you don't have to or you're apologizing prematurely or um And one last one, and I'll stop here, is also you mentioned about holding her, you know, that you just you just like kind of embraced her when you found her, even though she was a little bit dirty and she had a full diaper so she might have been a little bit smelly. Um, And so what are the aspects, um, where are you being invited to hold perhaps the dirty Mm -hmm. and the smelly and the not so kind of and, you know, she's a little bit scared. She's trying to be brave, but she's scared. So what aspects of your life need some holding, some attention, just need some embracing? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic. I, as you were talking, as you are asking me that question, you know, responses immediately jumped up. But I'm also so excited to to sit and to play and to explore. And you really helped me to open to open that experience. Oh,
1: thank you. It was a it was a really good dream. And you're always a bit nervous because I thought, oh, what's she gonna bring? And I'm like, I don't have anything to say about it. But I mean it's it's uh, <laughs> there's there's always and, and know that there's um, the dream yeah. is never finished. You can always go back, you know, if you pick this dream up in 10 years' time and looked at it, it would have things to tell you and mm-hmm. things to show you. Um, and sometimes I get this really beautiful feeling of um, kind of deep gratitude that they they mm-hmm. are so rich and they're so complex and they're so symbolic and they've got so much to yeah. teach us. You know, if they were just one dimensional, how boring would that be, you know, but there's so they're so rich. And we get to play in this otherworldliness really. I mean this is like we get to see our lives in a completely different way. And in doing that it then informs our real life. You know, like there's just this beautiful to and fro between dream life mm. and real life that just flows back and forth in this really organic way. And so um I just really encourage the listeners just don't get caught up on trying to put your mm. left logical brain analysis into these things. Come with, you know, as I've mentioned, come with this openness and this curiosity and really the awe. I think that's what I'm kind of touching on, that the awe of, you know, the dream life. It, it's so interesting and, and rich and it is, exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that yes, I love that that sense of awe. It takes me back to what you said earlier about honor and mm. value and reverence. You know, there's there's a sense of reverence and a sense of awe. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Reverence is
1: a good word for it.
0: Kristen, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank
1: you. That was delightful. It was so nice talking about something that I care so deeply about. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I hear that. And I, I don't know. I'm excited for how this unfolds for others, you know, for how this is going to open up dreams mm. for them in new ways. Yep. Yeah. 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 So thank you. You're Kristen, And thank you for exploring with us today. You can learn more about Kristen and her work at her website, themindfulparents.info. You can also find links to Dr. Hobby's work and information on resources she referenced in our show notes. I hope that today's conversation inspires you to play with spiritual practices in your daily life. If you do, I'd love to hear about it. You can reach me via my website, laurenburdett.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app. That will help other listeners to find us. And finally, our amazing music is from the band This Side of Eve. You can find this song and all of their music at thissideofeve.bandcamp.com. I'll be back next week with a new conversation. Thanks again.